The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. But how about Ludwig Aberg uh, for just the second time in the 30-year history of the Ben Hogan Award? Um, and he is only the second guy to do this. He has uh, won it for a second time. <clears throat> Back-to-back for him. Uh, the Hogan Award is presented to the top men's college golfer based on collegiate, amateur, and professional events over the last 12 months. And that was announced uh, at Colonial Country Club last night in Fort Worth. So uh, the Red Raiders will be heading out uh, for the NCAA championships. And, of course, uh, Ludwig Aberg is there is a guy there, their number one guy, and um, probably has a chance to win it uh, in a championship all by himself individually and then as a team as well. So you love seeing that. Um, and when you think about kind of those types of awards, and the only other guy that did that uh, is John Rahm. It's pretty impressive. It's <laughs> pretty impressive, yes. <laughs> yes. He's the number one ranked player in both the WAGR and the PGA Tour U rankings. Uh, he won it over Gordon Sargent of Vanderbilt and then a guy from uh, Stanford, Michael Torbenson uh, of Stanford. And again, he becomes uh, the second guy to uh, repeat it. John Rahm was the other guy, as I said. So that's uh, pretty cool. And like I said, he's they've got a chance to uh, do some pretty special stuff this year still. So their season is uh, is not over. Um, and wouldn't that be something special uh, for him to uh, to do that? Six thirty-two this morning here on the morning drive. Let's see. Um, Jamie should give a PowerPoint presentation to Brett Yormark and the Big 12 leadership over his idea for the tournament. It'll only help the Big 12 in the real tournament. Probably doesn't want the opinion of some radio dude. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Um, give credit where credit's due. Yeah. He listens to a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm not a... I think his philosophy is there are no uh, bad idea pitches. There's bad ideas in those pitches, but there's not a pitch he won't hear. Hmm. The the turnover every rock kind of concept that just How from do his, we know this? Like <laughs> when you look at what his history is and what and building things up that he's built in his, the other aspects of things that he's done, he's constantly looked for new and better ideas. He, he's probably got somebody uh for that oh there's there's a hundred it won't be directly to your market first Mm -hmm. but i don't imagine if someone came up hey i've got this idea that he'd be like oh great another guy with an idea i think that's probably how (laughs) it i think that's probably what he's saying to himself in his head Mm -hmm. going but another great another somebody that's going to tell me how to do my job yeah how do you feel about it when somebody tells you how to do your job well uh, i'll tell you after we get done with the show today chuck (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's see, Dan in Dallas, uh, Chuck, since Jamie is going to be out of your reach for a few days, is there, is there anything the Dallasers uh, need to do to help keep Jamie from missing you? Supply him with Mountain Dew and, and go to the ballgame, right? Yeah, I just told him to have everybody that meets me or sees me ask for a handshake. Sure. Yeah, sure. Chuck does constantly all day long. Sure, sure. Asking to shake my hand. Sure. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, what Chuck didn't tell everybody about the the handshake count from the business expo was a hundred of them were Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that Chuck and I have ever shaken hands. Before. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, let's see. Let's oh. never... get ready to handshake. <laughs> oh. He's never given me a business card either. Oh, don't think so. No, you don't. You well, don't. We work. We work together. <laughs> right. We, I don't think I need one. I you know where to find. You know where to find me. Yeah. There's, yeah. No, there's nothing on there that you don't. Uh, he knows the address have. to your office mm-hmm. down right. the hall. Right. Uh, somebody says this. Ludwig is going to make some uh, casholine very soon. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. That's exactly that's exactly right. Uh, I'll, I'll, I don't know. I I think I would like to see him tweak the Big Twelve baseball tournament just to skosh. Maybe it's your idea. Maybe it's once you get past the opening round. Um, you know, it's single elimination. After that, could you do that? I mean, I mean, I guess you could. Good. You know, just and I, I think one of the things is you it it just seems like there's I don't know. It's hard to equate the big you talked about this a little bit yesterday, the Big Twelve basketball tournament with the Big Twelve baseball tournament. It's hard to it's I think everybody's at the Big Twelve basketball tournament's trying to win it. For the most part. <clears throat> yeah. It sure seems I, like it's it. not that way in baseball at all. Yeah. And I don't know that you can I don't know if you can bridge you can maybe bridge that gap. I don't think you can close that gap, but It'd be great. It'd be great if you could. The, um, you know, when you kind of think about the turnaround, you're playing on Sunday. <clears throat> you could play as early as what Wednesday, or is it all Thursday, the following week, for the NCAA tournament? No, Thursday. None of them start Friday. Or huh? They all start on Friday. They all start on Friday. Okay, so you at least have a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. You at least have a little bit of time. Uh, some Lady Raider basketball news uh, from yesterday. Um, they uh, have elevated. Uh, a number of people into different positions. Uh, some of this was created by um, J.C. Carter leaving uh, his job as the associate head coach to go to um, West Virginia. And some of this is related to the um, new NCAA rule that allows men's and women's basketball to have two additional coaches on the floor in practice and for coaching during games, but not recruiting. So what will happen is, is that Ashley Odom, um, Coach AC, Ashley um, will be, and she's been part of Coach Gerlich's staff for the last uh, three years. This will be, I think this is year three, uh, year four for her. Anyway, the bottom line, she'll be an associate coach along with uh, Planette Pearson, who will be in year two. And then Eric DeRue has been promoted to an assistant's role. So he'll take the role, that third assistant that will allow him to recruit in addition to being an on-the-floor coach. Uh, Jordan Vessels, who has been the director of basketball operations, will continue in that role and then be an assistant coach on the floor as well. She was an assistant coach uh, for Coach Gurley at UTA. And then Mitch Vanya, uh, who previously, prior to last year, was in the NBA with the Houston Rockets, uh, spent a number of years uh, in their video department and scouting operations and you know, actually helping during – during the games themselves as to what the teams were doing and, and providing information right behind the bench. He'll be an assistant coach as well. And then Zuri Sanders, uh, who's been a player and a grad assistant, uh, will take Eric DeRue's spot as the director of player development, and that will help and will also help with some social media aspects as well. So um, it's a full kind of um, promotion up uh, for a lot of those folks and uh, Coach Gerlich staying within 
uh, to uh, to replace that uh, assistant coach's role. So there you go. I think they're I think they're real excited about uh, the upcoming season. Their roster is set, um, and I feel I think that they've got opportunity to have a really good season. And really good season would be making the NCAA tournament. Yeah, you know, yeah, that'd be that, another another big step forward. Yeah. So I think I think there's uh, opportunity. You know, with uh, you know, there's some teams that are going to be ahead of them right away. Some teams that bring back everybody. Uh, the two Kansas schools, especially, uh, will be loaded. Uh, but the Lady Raiders are going to be right there in the top half of the of the Big Twelve, and they certainly have an opportunity. And that would be that would be an improvement. And uh, getting to the NCAA tournament would be uh, an improvement as well. So they'll get back at it. Um, you know, right at the end of May, uh, when school that first session of school starts, like men's basketball. I mean, we've heard that conversation from Coach McCaslin that hey, about June one, you'll. Know the rest of the support staff and coaching staff. Roster is going to get filled out, um, and they'll be practicing as well and having their summer workouts. And then football will be in the same boat. It's not a very it's not a very long break for everybody, mm-hmm. you know. Because I mean, you think about well, it's summertime. It's like oh, everybody's at the lake. Nope. I mean, they're they're starting to get after it and uh, and work pretty hard to uh, to get ready for the seasons that will start before we know it. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Morning Drive, time for this day in sports history. Today is May the 23rd, 2023. So it's 523-23. Here is Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1926. Because Chicago Cubs' Hack Wilson is the first to hit a home run off of the Wrigley Field scoreboard. Oh, wow. So your little tidbit for the day, Hack Wilson. Hack. Had a pretty good hack mm-hmm. and hit the scoreboard at Wrigley Field for the first time. 1948, future Hall of Fame center fielder Joe DiMaggio hits three consecutive home runs as the New York Yankees edge the Indians 6-5 to five at Cleveland Stadium. 1962, Joe Pepitone yep. is the second Yankee to hit two home runs in the first inning. Joe DiMaggio was the first. Two Joe, in the first. Joe Pepitone. Mm. 1970, I put this one here specifically for Chuck because I think he'll get a kick out of this. The San Diego Padres beat the San Francisco Giants 17-16 to 16 in 15. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Like, it's a 15-inning game with, you know, 33 runs scored. So it's impressive. Sure. But the fact that it was 17 to 16 and 15. Right. 1991, Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Tom Green, no hits. The Montreal Expos, two to nothing. 2013, Patrick Waugh is named the head coach of the Colorado Avalanche, his former team where he had won two Stanley Cups. And in 2021, the PGA Championship took place at the Oceans Course in Kau- on Kauai Island. Phil Mickelson becomes the oldest major winner in history at 50, wins his sixth major by two strokes over Brooks Kepka. Who won this past weekend? It is National Taffy Day. Out on the taffy. A little. I'll take a little bit. I just don't do a lot. Happy birthday to Jewel, who is 49. 
Drew Carey, 65. Ken Jennings from Jeopardy fame is 49. Uh, Joan Collins is 90. And Buck Showalter is 67. (laughs) Uncle Buck. He's still screwing up baseball teams. And on this day in 1934, Texas Ranger Captain Frank Hammer is hired by a spe- as a special investigator to track down two bank-robbing fugitives. After a three-month search, Hammer traced the couple to Louisiana. Before dawn on May 23rd, he and a group of Louisiana and Texas lawmen hid in the bushes along the country road outside of Sales. When Bonnie and Clyde appeared, the officers opened fire killing the couple in a hail of 167 bullets, making 112 bullet holes in their 1934 Ford four-door sedan. And that is this Dan Sports history. And that's the end of Bonnie and Clyde, too. That's how that works, yes. <laughs> you get shot 112 times, there's a good chance you're not going to survive that. One's going to get you. One of them's going to get you. All right, all right, all right. This day in... Sports history. Uh, Lubbock Cooper will try to make some sports history on Friday when they take on Grapevine. We'll have the games for you on 100.7, the score. That'll be at 7. They'll play Saturday at noon and then 30 minutes after, if necessary. Uh, Lubbock Cooper among the teams in our area that are in um, the playoffs. Okay. person here from the eighth flooring center chat line with the regard to the big 12 tournament i don't understand this why we don't try to win every game we play every tournament we play when i played sports it never crossed my mind not to try to win i mean it's it's simple math here i mean you don't want to exhaust yourself trying to win a big 12 championship when it's just the tournament it's not the regular season um not to diminish it but the big prize is the ncaa and getting to omaha that's that's what you want to do right that's the bigger prize. That's yeah. the more important thing. You know, and you can't you can't set yourself up for success by, you know, wasting all your arms on a Saturday and Sunday for the hopes of hoisting a trophy, only for yourself to be in a position on Friday where you got to throw somebody out there. Sure, sure. Uh, any speaking of speaking of throwing somebody out there, um, does Mason Molina go tomorrow or somebody else? It's a good question. It, it really is, and and I. Th- I think my guess is no. That he doesn't not, go tomorrow? I'm not certain. I, I just, I really don't know. I really don't know. And if it's if it's not him, then is it this mm-hmm. yeah. bullpen by committee mm-hmm. kind of deal? Or is it a, <laughs> you know, a closer starter kind of deal? Um, you know, you're playing West Virginia. West Virginia didn't see Tabor fast. They've got some really good left-handed bats in their lineup so maybe you say okay we'll go with a guy that they didn't they didn't face mm-hmm. they haven't him mean, he's a freshman they haven't seen him boy that would put him on the spot in a big big situation um uh, I, I don't know or do you uh, do you do you stick with Mason and say okay we're going to we're going to pitch him on basically cuz he was one day short rest last week now another you know he's just one day again mm-hmm. and so because he pitched on thursday and was terrific so i don't know maybe you just go maybe you just stick with that and, and you go with molina i've seen coach tadlock go go both ways here it's stick with his rotation or um sub somebody else in and put them in on a, on on the wednesday so can't really precedent says tadlock's going to do one thing or the other because he's done both 
Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a tiger by the toe. If he hollers, make him pay $50 every day. I choose this one to be our pitcher, and you are not just it. <laughs> it's just uh, you're in a situation where, I mean, especially since the injury to Trenton Parrish, you're just, you're right now void of arms that you're super confident in, okay, that have been consistent for you. Yeah. And so it's going to be a challenge for Coach Tadlock and Coach Gardner to kind of put this thing together. Let me ask you this. Um, do you do you think Brendan Gurton, uh, the way that he pitched the other night, I mean, does, did he kind of wait maybe give them some confidence to uh, to get a start and go two or three innings to start things off? I think he's been okay, um, better the last three or four times he's been out there. Not spectacular. He got himself in a little bit of trouble at the end of his at the end of his yeah, you know pitching not, the other day. Not not spectacular, but but good, um, solid. And so I wouldn't be shocked if if that was the route you would go, and just to mm -hmm. see how long he could pitch. Kind of like the. I mean, not that I'm any you know pitching coach, but I do <clears throat> do feel like that I've. You know, certainly offered plenty of advice over the years. I kind of like your strategy with Tabor Fast. They haven't seen him. Yeah, maybe. But again, you're you're saying to a freshman who hasn't pitched in a while, by the mm -hmm. way, um, hey, go go start here. In, <laughs> one of know, the one of the time bigger... at the Big Twelve tournament. <laughs> sure. Now he was the one that got the start against A uh, and M mm -hmm. down in Houston in a in a big time setting there, um, and through four shutout innings, struggled with his command. Uh, walked a bunch of guys, but uh, I don't know. I, I mean, that'll, that'll help you grow up in a hurry, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. No, yeah. no doubt. No doubt. So we'll, we, we shall see. 6.53 this morning here on the morning drive. We'll have coverage for you uh, tomorrow at 7, play-by-play -play at 7.30. Do you think they will announce how, – how far in advance of, the, of tomorrow's game do you think they'll announce this? Well, that's – Will this be something when the notes come out today? It's TBA, 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 or do you think that? No, I think they'll they'll have to. I, I it'll be out with the notes. Okay. In the morning, yeah. Tomorrow morning. Yeah, and so I bet you West they'll let West Virginia know by this evening or something. Okay. Be my guess. Is that just is that just common courtesy? Is that yeah more than anything else? Okay, yeah. and we're we're kind of common courtesy folks on the baseball side, which is I don't have no problem with that. Yeah, no, I think they, there's no shenanigans. There's no. Yeah, Coach Tadlock usually it takes longer than most coaches to mm -hmm. um, fill out his lineup card or turn in his lineup card, whatever. Okay. I know a lot of opposing radio people complain about that. Oh, they do. And yeah. they want to get their books filled out and all that good stuff. Where is it, Jamie? Come yeah. on, you. They, yeah. they they probably come to you and figure. No, they they hit up the sports information director Matt Burkhalter a lot, but you know. It's it's always in on time. Mm -hmm. It's just not in as soon as other guys do it. I just felt maybe he likes to wait till after batting practice and see how guys are hitting before he makes the final decisions. And most man managers or coaches make it before batting practice. It's you know I kind of look at his record. It seems like it's worked out. Yeah, well, I mean, some radio guys need to figure out it's not about them. <laughs> right. It's, right. It's about him doing what he thinks is best for his team. Sure. No, I got yeah. it. I got it. Right. Yeah. But my, my point is it's worked out pretty well for him, that strategy. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3.
Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Speaking to you here this morning on your radio on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. That sounded so 1975, didn't it? Speaking to you. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Speaking to you on your radio. Mm-hmm. You know, coming, <clears throat> spinning the spinning the hits this morning. Uh, we'll have uh, Astro Baseball tonight, 610. And then uh, play-by-play to follow from Milwaukee. Uh, Astros and the, uh, and the Brew Crew. The uh, Brewers... Uh, Looking to uh, get back on the winning way of things after getting schlockered last night on the field. Maybe maybe after the field in the clubhouse, too. I have no idea. Uh, Rangers and the Pirates uh, tonight from Pittsburgh. And we'll have that for you at 5 and then play-by-play at 5.30. You know, we had to uh, – my last trip to West Virginia uh, this winter, we had to fly into Pittsburgh. I'd never been to Pittsburgh, and we didn't really get to see anything but – the airport and the highway. But the most fascinating thing that I think I've ever seen on a fi- on a highway um, in between uh, Pittsburgh and Morgantown was an armored car on fire, literally on fire. And the, the authorities were not there yet, but I mean, the flames were, <laughs> flames were going. <laughs> I mean, it looked like the people had gotten out safely. So it was kind of one of those That's things you, you could kind of go, am I, am I seeing what I'm seeing here? Like a, a Brinks truck on fire. How it got on fire, I have no idea. How much money was lost, I have no idea, if any. I mean, presumably those things have a, you know, the the safest fireproof, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to keep the thieves out too. You know, they weren't able to crack the code in time to get all the money out, which leads us to crack the code. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? I did see that. <laughs> okay, you can go to double t ninety seven three dot com right now and get signed up. For Crack the Code, your chance to win $1,000. Somebody's going to win it this week. But you've got to go to DoubleT973.com and participate. This fine radio station, Double T973 in the home zone, where they make your house a home every single day at 50th in Indiana, giving you a chance to win $1,000. And then next week, next Thursday, we'll be over at Two Docks for your chance to win $5,000. And like I told you yesterday at this time, we give you cold hard cash at least in the thousand dollar range. I think it was ten one hundreds. That's a thousand bucks, right? That's sweet. Yeah, right. I was was kind of surprised when uh person that has the the cash for crack the code came out of her office and had ten one hundreds for our for our fine listener. Did you ask Eric to buy us lunch or anything? No. Hmm. Hey, come on, Eric. No, I didn't. I mean he didn't offer. No, that's on Chuck for not asking. That's not on Eric for not offering. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. I mean, Hax and he are uh, acquaintances. So. Yeah, family neighbors. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. So should Eric's we... Eric's a big baseball fan. We don't should trust we, Hacks with Crack the Code information either. Should we give out a clue? <laughs> yeah. Let's help everybody out. Okay. Okay? Because we want winners. Is there... Winners is what we want around can here. Can I ask a question? Sure. In this particular code, is there a nine, a seven, or a three? I'd have to actually see the whole code, but the catch is, <laughs> I know the first number okay. of the code. Okay. The first number mm-hmm. is six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. If you don't have six as your first number, mm-hmm. you cannot win. You cannot win. Can't win. Okay. So put six first, because we want winners. Enough of this score getting winners. Right. 
I mean, we like this gore. They're fine. Fine little radio station. Big fa- big fan. We, on the morning drive, want winners. But a six first. Yeah. And crack the code right now on DoubleT973.com. Okay. So go to DoubleT973.com and crack the code. Six. Uh, six. Got it. Uh, a couple of the just real quick NFL notes. Super Bowl 60 will be held at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. Okay. What number are we at now? We just did 57. 57. Okay. We just did 57. This is the 2026 championship game that will follow the 2025 season. Where are we heading this year? I don't know. Which is technically next year. Super Bowl 58. I'll I'll Google it for the info you need here. Uh, Super Bowl 58 will be played at uh, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Thanks. Technically, Paradise, Tom Nevada. Tom going to be on the call for that game. No, he will not be because he's <laughs> taking a gap year. He'll he'll be in the owner's suite. Well, no, it's going to be the Raiders, so he's going to have to make the call, Raiders. right? And it's going to be the Chiefs playing in it, and they're the Chiefs are going to tell Brady something, and that's why the Chiefs are going to lose the Super Bowl. You're just trying to get my goat up, so I'm just I'm just going to I'm going to walk away. <laughs> I am really. I, I'm inquisitive as to whether this would be, have been a big deal to you if he was yeah, buying no. into the Jaguars. I don't. Maybe not the Jaguars, but I, I just think it's a bad look for the NFL to allow it to allow a broad because you're supposed to be impartial. You're supposed to be. But I've told you this about baseball too, and you don't. You've, you've not. You've. <coughs> we've sensed no frustration with you. Mm-hmm. You talking about like with A Rod or with Jeter or with some of those guys? Uh, what's her name? I can't again. I can never remember her name. Oh, the the, this, the Jessica Mendoza. Yes, I mean she's an employee. Yeah, that's. I think it's wrong. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's wrong. I guess the thing I look at is in baseball. There's 162 games. In football, there's 16, 17, <coughs> plus playoffs. Okay. Just seems like, I mean. So what's the <laughs> Well, I mean, you, there's, that there's matter? less chance for error. There's less chance for error. I just don't, I, 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 think it's, I think it's wrong for baseball to do it. I think it's wrong for basketball to do it. I think it's wrong. I just think it's wrong. I've got it where Chuck would love it. Where? If Tom Brady bought uh, part of the ownership group of the Dallas Cowboys. You would no. love that. No. Because then you get all of the Brady and uh, Jerry Jones drama going on who actually runs the team. No, I just don't I, I just don't like it. Would, it doesn't would, matter would, who's the, it doesn't he, matter the sport. Would Jerry bow down to, to Tom Brady? I mean Tom Brady's greatest quarterback is only all time. We've got to be yeah. he's gotta be listening to him, right? You would love that. I'm sorry. Every brought, second I'm, of it. I am sincerely sorry. I now brought this up. But no. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't I just don't like it. All right. Here's another thing for you. Uh, Green Bay is going to have uh, the draft this year, in 2025, I should say. 2025, it'll be at uh, Lambeau Field. And I, I would Im- imagine their their whole complex there uh, at Green Bay. Um, There's no frozen tundra. Yeah, I mean, well, it could be, it could be you know, snow or, uh, you know, could be beautiful day. So I'm going to, it's April, right? 
Mm-hmm. I think we can assume there's no snow, right? No, I think they get... Uh, no, I don't know that I'd make that assumption in Green yeah, Bay. This I don't think you can make that assumption in Green Bay. I mean, it won't be like feet of snow falling that mm-hmm. day, but there's probably still going to be snow on the ground. I still couldn't believe when watching the draft this year, uh, those people, how long they had, I mean, just had to stand there. I know, I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. They had an awful lot going on around it. My sister went down to it, um, but still, she went down on Friday. This is after the big... Hoorah on on Thursday night, but you're right. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I I I wondered if I could do that. I I don't know that I could. I would like for you to go and be one of the people that I mean that gets to be near the front, but you got to be decked out. Oh, I, I would. mean, you've got like chains and oh, no you chains. can't just have like a t-shirt on and a visor. No. That's not enough. I would have something. I mean, you've got to be. I would have face pain and sure. No, 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 no. Maybe chest paint too no, for th- you, Chuck. Since th- you're you're comfortable without clothing on, so much. Yeah, I sure. Mean, so I actually mowed my yard with my shirt on the other day, Jamie. <laughs> Felt a real big boy about it. You know, it's like you know, nobody giving me a hard time. Oh, and I had and one of my neighbors uh, came by and stopped. He lives on a couple streets away from us. And uh, he's a morning drive listener. And he thanked you for wearing a shirt. He didn't thank me for wearing a shirt. He just he thanked us for what we do every day. And that was very nice of him to stop. He he stopped and he looks at me and I'm mowing my yard. And he said, Chuck Hines. I go, yep, that's me. And he goes, I listen to you guys every morning. I'm like, well, thank you. Very kind of him. Very kind of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that was. And then, you know, go inside my wife's like, who are you talking to? I said, morning drive listener. Stopping, I mean, you know, mowing my yard. They're everywhere. Thick as thieves. Attracted to you like a moth to the light. <laughs> uh, I don't know so much about that. The 2024 draft, the one that will come up a year from now, basically, is uh, going to be at Campus Martis Park in Hart Plaza in Detroit, Michigan. It might be a little chilly, chilly willy there, too. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right, my question for you today is Mm -hmm. involving Red Raider baseball, and we're handing out end of regular season awards. Okay. Okay. I want you to tell me who the newcomer of the year is for the Red Raiders, and he's got to be either a newcomer or a freshman mm-hmm. okay can be either one we're not separating those two categories is what i'm saying i got you and i need a pitcher of the year and then i need a team mvp okay that's a it's a pretty full list there it's the three names okay if i'm just thinking off the top of my head and i realize that he's kind of waned here lately I don't have any stats in front of me, but to me, Gavin Cash is your newcomer of the year. Okay, actually, let me let me correct myself. Okay, he, the newcomer has to be a newcomer to the league. Oh, okay, and to the league. Yeah. Oh, and... so Gavin would not be okay. eligible for that. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I'm going off of conference. Ones. Man, okay. you're making it. Yeah, gonna, my bad. We're gonna That's my add fault. to the add to the difficulty of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say this. I think Mason Molina is your pitcher of the year. Okay. Okay. The, he's my pitcher of the year. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, 
I just kind of like his name. Um, but I think he's really kind of solidified things for you and kind of righted his ship uh, that Tracer Lopez could be your newcomer of the year. The shortstop. Okay. Okay. And now we're looking for MVP. Is that the last one? Sure. Okay. So my candidates would be <clears throat> Gavin Cash. Um, I think uh, Kevin Bazell would be would be in that conversation. Um, maybe Nolan Hester would be in that conversation. But I'm going to go with. Uh, I think Kevin Bazell's been more consistent over the whole year than Gavin Cash. Okay. Okay. Jeff? Stuck on newcomer. I've got your pitcher and your MVP. So I'm going to give you those and come back to me for newcomer while I continue thinking. Pitcher Mason Molina, walk away. You'd hand him a new word right now. No matter what he does this weekend, hand him the award right now. Gavin Cash, I think, is your MVP. As your as he has gone, your offense has gone. And while he has had struggles, when he's been on, everybody gets on. He he's the guy that your offense seems to follow. So I'm taking him as your MVP. And what, who are your candidates for the newcomer? That's my problem. Because when he initially said newcomer, my first thought was, well, it's Gavin Cash, walk away. And sure. then Jamie said New to the Big 12. I was like, all right, let me think. So I'm still formulating a plan there. Okay, well, I'll go ahead. Yes. <laughs> this, that's what he's I wanted to have happen. <laughs> he's formulating a plan. Okay, so I think the best two candidates for newcomer are the top two guys batting average on your team, and that's Kevin Bazell and Nolan Hester. And I love Nolan Hester, what he does at the top of the lineup, um, just getting on base a ton, sees a ton of pitches, Solid in left field, does so many things that you just love your leadoff hitter to do. Uh, I'm a huge fan, but I got to go with Kevin Bazell. Bazell to me is the most consistent offensive player you've had all season long. Um, 10 homers, 58 RBI, and a 367 batting average. I think he's been overshadowed by the massive home run numbers from Gavin Cash, but I think Kevin has been way more consistent. Um, if I was picking which one was the team MVP between those two, or Bazell or Cash, I probably would go with Cash because, I mean, he's got 13 more homers and he's got 21 more runs driven in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kevin may have been more uh, consistent, but Gavin's been spectacular. Okay. So uh, if I was choosing between those two for a newcomer, I would go with Cash, but we can't use Cash. So I think Bazell's been awesome. Uh, he's been really good. Thought he was going to be really good, but he's been really better than really good. He's been awesome. So, pitcher of the year, I I don't know how you guys are just like completely, like you not even considering Brandon Beckel. I'm a 179 ERA Legion wins, Legion saves. Um, it's it's like at this point of the season, I mean, you're not winning many games when Brandon Beckel's not pitching. So I think he I, Mason Molina has been very good. Um, he's he's been solid, but Brandon Beckel's been spectacular. Brandon Beckel's the pitcher of the year, and as I just said, there you don't win hardly any games that Brandon Beckel's not pitching. I think he's the team MVP too. 
I feel dumber already. <laughs> That's not, it's just an opinion. No, no. My opinions you, aren't always right. No, I think you made you you were very s- smart and solid in your thoughts of this. Mason Molina, pitcher, Nolan Hester, newcomer, Gavin Cash, MVP from the uh, Yates Foreign Center yeah. chat line. I love that you have so many guys in each category. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, clearly Mason's been your best starting pitcher. So how 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 far off was I? I was in your I don't, mind. Again, there's no right answer. No, I know there's no right answer. This Chuck sounds like he's watched a couple of baseball games all season. It's kind of funny to hear him try to answer these baseball questions. Hey, I have not seen as many baseball games as uh, I normally do. I mean, I've, I've I've listened to a good number of them. I just haven't I haven't been, I haven't been out to the park. That's that's a fair that's a fair criticism. I don't know if it's funny. I'll try to be funnier. <laughs> I kind of think, but I mean, for a guy that should be a, a freshman or senior in high school, uh, he has righted his ship there at shortstop, though. Trace has been good. Yeah, yeah no he's doubt. been okay. I mean, no doubt. Yeah, he's kind of had his ups mm-hmm. and downs, and right now he's kind of, again, I think uh, the league is kind of. I think you make a great able... point about Beckel, though. You're, I mean, with what you've with what you've had to say, I think you're, I think you're, I think you're spot on there. Um, but I think the league is adjusted to Tracer, and now he's in a situation where he needs to adjust to the league. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you see with good freshman hitters. And what do you think? When, and when you look at Bazell, I mean, I, I don't know that this is a huge factor, but maybe mm-hmm. it is. I mean, Bazell's a red shirt, so he's a year more mature. Mm-hmm. Okay, when it comes to the true typical freshman, um, hopefully that that helps a little bit. I mean, he got to practice with the team for a year and and travel with the team and all that kind of stuff so um you would like to think that 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 time benefited him yeah um he definitely appears to be i mean his at bats to me are like of a veteran hitter kevin bissell's and so uh, i think that all factors in but i think tracer's going to be really good and your point is is valid i mean he still should be in high school uh, Jeff, did you come up with one? Or are you going to just let the whole <laughs> class answer for you and then go, oh, hey, I think it's... It's not this difficult. I mean, it's it's an opinion. I mean, there's it, no right answer, is. wrong answer. Part of it is that you haven't gotten a lot from your freshmen, uh, from a large group of your freshmen this year, um, that you would consider consistent. Part of that's being a freshman. And some of it is also that... Looking at what some new the well, transfer I mean, guys have come in, mm-hmm. you've can got. I, go ahead. Can I tap the brakes there a little bit? I mean, you're, you're saying Bazell, Harrelson, and Lopez. As, like, you haven't gotten much from them. I mean, all three of them could could. I, I mean, especially Harrelson and Bazell, they're going to be in the running for Big 12's freshman of the year. I've, I guess Bazell's frustrated me more than he probably should be. In what way? I just, I, I don't have a great answer for that. But I, I just, I've had more frustration with him than everybody else, which is why I've kept it quiet that he's frustrated me uh, this season. And, and it may be just on an individual second that it happens in like one thing that bugs me, but it continues to bug me. Which is again, which is why I haven't said anything up until this point until I'm being pressed. <laughs> Into the back wall with a knife to my neck, my neck. Um, but <laughs> I don't have a great answer for newcomer. Simple question. I don't have a great answer for newcomer. Okay. Well, um, let's see. Somebody says this Beckel MVP. This is from Midland Raider Mason Molina, 
Pitcher of the year, Tracer Lopez, newcomer. Okay. And we have Mason. It's fun that we have a lot of different guys. That yeah, can... Bullfighter says Beckel for the MVP, Cash for the newcomer. Excuse me, Beckel for pitcher, MVP, Cash, and newcomer Hester. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Today's Tuesday. Great to have you with us this morning as we come to you from the First United Bank studio. And look forward to hearing from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to Double T 973.com. Bless you. Thank you for that or the mobile app. Uh, phone number is 806-771-0973. I, I felt it coming. I was like, oh, I think I, I think I can make it. But then I couldn't. Um, I was going to tell you, our, our friend Risa uh, posted on her uh, book face page. This I thought was kind of interesting. I mean, we all know this. The Ben Hogan Award winner, Ludwig Aberg, Texas Tech. The NBA Dunk Contest champion, Mac McClung, Texas Tech University. The NFL MVP. Huh? Kind of. I spent more years elsewhere than he did here. His last year was here. Yes. And the NFL MVP and the Super Bowl MVP won Patrick Mahomes, Texas Tech University. Pretty good. All in one year. It's a good run. It's a good run. And and uh, and somebody else that's going to have one, I think. I think he's going to get this. He's certainly the leader in the clubhouse, at least through this portion of the season. Would be Josh Young, rookie of the year. Yeah, slow, slow down. <laughs> slow down. There's a lot of baseball to be played. You're not even looking at the standings yet. We can't be looking at the slow rookie of the year. Down. Yeah. Slow down. <clears throat> slow down. Okay. Slow down. Let's wait a while. But he's. He's, he's definitely earned the right to be in the conversation at right, this point. Right, right. Yeah. So he's got to go and chance. Hey, can I go? Yes. Can I get the, hit the yes. rewind button? Yes, absolutely. I was, I was going to pitch okay. to you. So to my do question that. of the day today about to you guys was about, you know, MVP, pitcher of the year, and newcomer of the year in the for the Red Raiders. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, we all gave our answers. And I, I said that I thought Brandon Beckel was the pitcher of the year. Um, with his 179 ERA, his 5-1 and one record, and his uh, five saves, uh, which pretty much which lead the Red Raiders in all those categories. And then I also said I thought he was the team MVP, okay? Um, one of our fine listening audience members right. asked what the numbers were on Beckel as far as games that he played in, okay? I didn't realize it was even this good. Red Raiders 17-2 and two when Brandon Beckel pitches. 17 and 2. He pitched in the AM game. And they lost that game. That's half your wins, right? Almost. Is it 34? Is that the number? It's 30. I think we're at 37 and 19. 37 and 19. Okay. okay. Um, and then he lost. He took the loss on Friday night when he gave up the two run homer in the ninth. Or, I'm sorry, Thursday night. He gave up the two run homer on Thursday mm-hmm. night in the ninth. That was his loss, and obviously to the team. But. It just goes to show you when Beckles pitching, usually things go well. And he's used in games that, okay, we got a chance to win this one. Let's put Beckel in and make sure we get this one. And that's why you've seen he ends up with five wins because he comes in in games where it's tied. Yeah. And the Red Raiders surge out in front, you know, or, and he, and he hangs zeros. 
or you know he gets those saves obviously because you have a lead and you're you know you're in the sixth inning and you're like all right Brandon just go finish this thing out for us mm-hmm. which is incredibly important to have a guy like that can do that as well so um and it does make you just want can can he just pitch in one of those games in austin yeah would that be allowed could we just have him one time in austin 37 and 19 is the record and 17 and 2 with beckel man i can hardly wait to be listening on uh, wednesday night uh when when hack says jamie we're gonna go to the bullpen here and brandon beckel's coming in tell us about him well jeff well beckel's coming in you know that the red raiders are in it yeah they got a good chance you should yeah. be happy if you hear that yeah because they're and, not going to use him when they're down four, right? And and when the Red Raiders have used him this year, they're seventeen and two. Now, Hacks, if you're listening, you can't steal that stat and tell Jamie, "Hey, Jamie, good news! Brandon Beckel's coming in, and when he comes in, the Red Raiders are seventeen and two, right? He can't steal that nugget. You can't steal that nugget. Uh, Jeff and I are a team. He can use it. I have no issues with that. You know what? That's uh that was your nugget. You, Choice you is co- listening right now. He's going to use it on the end of the bench Of course today. he is. Yeah. Of course he is. <laughs> Got to give Jamie at least a little bit of credit for Tell that. everybody, hey, man, I've been digging through the numbers. Digging through the numbers. Found <laughs> yeah. a nugget. Yeah. Digging. I've been exclusively told that the Red Raiders are 17-2. and two. <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I said this Monday morning that you're going to be asked this multiple times, and here we are Tuesday, and, and you've been asked multiple times. Jamie, are we in the tourney, or do we have work to do in the Big 12? I think right now you're in, but I think uh, two losses aren't going to help you. You know, zero wins and two losses is not going to help you. So what I'm saying is the the tournament has the potential to knock you out if you don't do something. I feel like if you went one and two there, made it to Friday and lost mm-hmm. on Friday, okay, I, I think you would be in good shape. Now, because you, who do you? I, I think at zero oh and two, I'm not guaranteeing you you're out. You just never know. And at one and two, I'm not guaranteeing you're in. I just don't do the whole guarantee thing. So I, you just never know what's going to happen. Is it safe to say right now that Texas, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia are the are three lock solid in the NCAA tournament? Yes. Okay. No, I mean, they could go zero and two and still yes. be in. Yes. Okay. So now the next the next four rank these next four in terms of your the probability of getting in TCU, Kansas State, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma. I think where I saw where I'm just going to be honest, what D1 baseball put out mm-hmm. is that of those four. I'm pretty sure it was TCU, KSU, whose RPI is behind yours, Tech, and then OU, whose RPI is in front of you. And of those four, do you think two or three get in? I think three. Three, okay. I think unless OU does something spectacular, they're not getting in. Okay. Even though there are RPIs in the 30s. Okay. Okay. So it's not quite musical chairs, but it is a little bit of musical chairs. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Were you a good musical chairs player back in the day? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. I, I think I feel like I remember not like loving that game. That but... doesn't surprise me. What about cakewalk? Were you good at the cakewalk? 
in the elementary school. Did you ever do the cakewalk? No idea what that is. Okay. Well, it's similar to musical what, chairs. Is, is that what you did in Kansas where uh, you, I you think did the cakewalk and then went straight to the toilet <laughs> tag afterwards? No. I, I don't know anything about toilet tag. Okay. <laughs> okay. Nothing about... I think cakewalk is pretty common game. Okay. Even 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 here in Jeff, the Hub City. Jeff, you played cakewalk before? A lot of Hamikas played, have a no. Cake. Witnessed and heard of, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A lot of Hamikas have the cake mock, cake walk too, and then we're getting ready for Hamika season next month. Mm-hmm. A lot of Hamikas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. That is such a sportscaster curse. The guys use they use that now they will lose. It's just like when a guy goes, "This right hand hasn't given up a home run yet." Next batter up, it's a dinger. Yeah, don't miss the. He hasn't missed a field goal since blah, blah, blah. Hey, I've learned my lesson. There were two times in the broadcast last week I had really good nuggets to use, stats mm-hmm. on guys for Kansas. I didn't use them. Okay. I just refused to use them because I didn't want didn't I want wanted to jinx sure. the Red Raiders. Good for you, man. That's, that's yeah. smart stuff. It was stats about them really struggling. Okay. And I just, like, didn't use them. <laughs> just kept them. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.